Welcome to The Sprocket, where we rank every movie ever. I'm Tucker. This is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Tucker. Hello, Michael. Hello, Sprocket listeners. Hello. And all the ships at sea. We're uh, talking about Under Siege today, Michael. The uh, second in the holy trilogy of uh, movies about big boats. What are is Speed Two part of this trilogy? <laughs> That's the only other big boat movie that came mm. immediately to mind. This Titanic uh, and Speed Two are all you need. I'm okay with Speed Two. Okay, we can cut, I it, cut our losses there. Hmm. I like uh, Speed One. Speed One's okay. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're not here to talk about speed, though, Michael. We're here to talk about. Under Siege, starring Steve, Steve, Steven. This is actually my first Steven Seagal movie. What do you think of that, Michael? Um, I would say that's weird, but I can't offhand tell you another Steven Seagal movie I've seen. Yeah, like, was he in, like, Red 2 or something stupid? No. Did that happen? No? I okay. don't think he was in Red. I feel like I've seen Red 2 a lot recently, and <laughs> if he's in there, I don't remember him being in it, which either says, he, which means he's either not in it, or I guess he could be in it. He just blends into the background. Do you? I don't know. I find I find Steven Seagal to be a pretty colorless actor. He's odious, actor. Michael. I would say he's uh, a net negative in whatever <laughs> movie you're making. <laughs> oh, I want to talk at length about Steven Seagal in this movie because my god, it's like primo Seagal though. This is like you know what do they call it the uh, the era? What do they call the era when you're putting out your best work? The Imperial Era. This is his Imperial phase. Imperial Era Steven Seagal. Am I wrong? Uh, sure. Whatever. Okay. okay. Um, um, can you introduce the listeners at home to Steven Seagal as a concept, Michael? He's, I believe, is a black belt and I think Aikido. So all of his movies have him doing martial arts in a way that's very much more martial arts than just your typical beating people up. Okay. That's fair. That's a very um, generous description. Okay. And that's like the only thing I could say about him that is maybe not mean. Yeah. He's not a very good, like, he's not a very good actor. No. And I feel like in a lot of his movies, at least, they try to play him up to be this this embodiment of some idea of cool. Yes. At least that is what is happening in Under Siege. And boy, is it like giving a uh giving a 20 year old a a, a five-year-old's glove it just doesn't fit oh what a metaphor michael what a I thing i couldn't think of anything else it's cold i'm picturing it right now hmm. it's like uh, i can't make it work uh-huh and then the producer is behind the scenes is like you're making it work <laughs> only in this case the producer is also steven seagal so it's a little why does the 20 year old sound like the five-year-old michael <clears throat> Um, I, I'm not going to interrogate this metaphor any further. It's, it's dumb, but I think you could get, what you could get from Steven Seagal is that now he's like a, a, an ambassador to the Russian government. Oh, in real life, you're saying in real life. Yeah. And, and he does Aikido. Yeah. He's not in the same shape he was before. No. No, he shouldn't be making martial arts movies, but he, he sure keeps doing it. Michael. God bless him. I feel like every so often I'd see a Steven Seagal movie in Walmart. Yeah, totally. Or like two of them and one DVD. Yeah, and it had like no ad campaign. I'm talking like the straight to DVD release kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, like the Nicolas Cage Fair too, but but 
I feel like Nicolas Cage still pulls clout in a way. Like, yeah. That Steven Skull wishes he could do or something. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's like that kind of. Like he shows up every so often in like a, some kind of weird action movie, probably set in Bangkok or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. And there's like a there's a lady in trouble. Yeah. Or something. And then he's here. Do you think we'll ever get a Steven Seagal resurgence? Uh, no. No. Okay. He's I think that boat. I think if there was a moment for that, it would have been maybe five or six years ago. And then sure. that boat sailed. Sure. Okay. Well, speaking of boats that sail, we're talking about Under Siege, Michael. Yeah, Under Siege. This is a early 90s action film. Yeah, uh, it's got that like post-Cold War thing going on where everyone has nuclear weapons and no one knows what to do with them. So we're in that like same range as like Crimson Tide or uh, yeah. uh, Broken Keep Arrow, going. movies Keep like going. that. Keep going. Keep going. So like the theme is, is now we're talking about what to do with all the nuclear weapons we made during the Cold War. Who's the real enemy? Hmm. And the answer is boomers. Tommy Lee Jones is the answer, apparently. Uh, Welcome to the revolution. Gary Busey in a dress. Do you think Gary Busey in this movie has some mega energy to him, Michael? (laughs) I don't feel comfortable answering this. Um, in, In what way? I don't know. Just him in the dress just reminds me of something Trump would have done like 20 years ago. And then like somebody digs up footage of it. It's like Trump was on. What would the Kimmel equivalent be 20 years ago? He was on the Tonight Show and he was in a dress chomping a cigar and then they sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Or not. Um, and then there's like a little little dig attached to it. Like, ha ha ha. Mental illness? Question mark. <laughs> ha ha. Funny. And that's the uh, level of humor you'll find in Under Siege starring Steven Seagal. Yeah. Um, Ish. Ish. There's, I think, a, I think Tommy Lee Jones shows up in a way that's genuinely fun. Yes. He is the best part of this movie, for sure. Hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unhinged Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Hans Gruber. He's, he's his own thing. He's not even a cartoon version of Hans Gruber. He's like a completely different kind of criminal. He's basically the bad guy from The Rock, except... Completely polar opposite from the bad guy from The Rock. But they're doing the same thing. I don't know. It reminded me of The Rock a lot, this movie. Yeah. Uh, you mean it reminded it reminds you of better 90s action movies? Yes, that ripped um, off this movie, unfortunately. Which is not a nice thing to say about The Rock. But um, I kept getting diehard flashes personally. Oh, totally. This is just, I mean, this is just diehard. This is diehard. Almost to a T. This is diehard. Yeah, pretty much. Um, People die in the exact same way they do in Die Hard. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like so much like you even get it even comes down to the the uh, we have the special team coming in. Yeah. Oh, no. The special team (laughs) is blown up. (laughs) Uh, They try to drive the car through the front door of the boat and it doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) But that's too bad. Steven Seagal's uh, here, so it's all good. Steven Seagal and this Playboy model are going to take down Tommy Lee Jones. Everything's cool. 
going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess, do we want to, what, what, what's the breakdown of the plot here? Is there, what's the spoiler free breakdown of the plot, Tucker? Uh, it's The Rock, except okay. there's no Sean Connery or Nick Cage. It's just Steven Seagal. <laughs> he is yeah. both of them rolled into one person. <laughs> yeah. So we have Steven Seagal. He's the cook. Ryback. Yeah. Ryback. He's the cook uh, aboard the USS Missouri. Of course. One of the the uh, fe- one of the, the last big battleships from World War II. Um, also outfitted for nuclear weapons and stuff because of the Cold War. And and they're going to their last sail because the ship's going to be, I don't think decommissioned, but basically retired. And it's going to be serving as a museum ship once it gets to Pearl Harbor. Sure. Um, there's like a like a bit of framing like i think there's like this weird video clip of george hw bush at the beginning there sure is and what that a cameo. Was yeah um and and stuff like that but but you've got ryback here he's just the cook um you get the feeling the captain likes him but the exo the executive officer sure does not um but ryback he's cool yeah yeah all the guys in the deck like ryback yeah <laughs> You're going to do dances with him because mm-hmm. Ryback's like, do the dance. And they're like, sure thing. Oh, yeah. What was going uh, on there? Uh, I think Steven Seagal being producer saying we need to make this character look cool. <laughs> what a um, way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, then the plot happens. Yes. And you find that there's this this. They They helicopter all of these party things onto the boat under the impression that they're going to hold a surprise party for the captain. But really, they're all professional mercenaries. Film yeah, they're mercenaries. Yes, they're evil they're people. Mercen- yep, yep. And uh, it's all actually a ploy to steal nuclear weapons from the Missouri to sell to the North Koreans. Or to blow up Honolulu? Yeah, they I try guess. to blow up Honolulu. Sure. I think the exact terms is they're going to make Honolulu glow in the dark. <laughs> Their skin is going to burn off at a thousand degrees in one second. <laughs> yeah. uh, except it's a little cooler because Tommy Lee Jones. No, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't say that. It's one of the folks back at the Pentagon. Yeah, That's not fun. It's like, this is a bad situation. I love all the cutting to the war room. This really cheap looking war room that they're all sitting in. It's yeah. like they thought Dr. Strangelove was real or something. I thought yeah. that's what the military is. It's craziness. Yeah. Um, it sure is. So any the, anyway, plot happens. You find out that actually Rybeck is a former Navy SEAL. And now he's also John McClane aboard the the USS Nakatomi Plaza. That's right. And uh, there's a Playboy model there because it's an action movie from the 90s. And we just got to have a Playboy model there. And... Ryback is a thorn in their side. And then it it proceeds exactly as you would expect, except less nuanced because Ryback is like an invincible super soldier through the whole movie. So there's no fun to it. It's just him shooting people and winning. Yeah, pretty much. Because Steven Seagal's awesome. And then they do these moments that are like, like forced to remind you. Yeah, Steven Seagal knows karate. Right. Because he's doing like karate kicks and knife fights and stuff. It really is just like 
a 15 year old saw Die Hard and was like, can we get rid of all the boring stuff about his wife? And then they're like, OK, <laughs> sure. And then they just made like throwing more shooting and punching. And then that's yeah. to fill in the gaps. Yeah, that works. OK, sure. <laughs> like, I've seen this more than once at this point, and I don't sure. think I ever really regret watching it, but it's not a very. It's serviceable. Okay. It, sure. It passes the time. Yeah, I guess. I can't. You can kill two hours and you want to hate yourself for it. <laughs> I like when I think about Die Hard, I, there's all these like iconic scenes that I can think of. And when I think of this movie, there's not a single action scene I can really pluck out in my brain. They don't really distinguish themselves in any way. No, not really. I mean, it, it, he blows up the helicopter. Yeah, but why? So they don't have one. I don't. What were they doing with the sub, man? Can you explain what was going on with the sub? Yeah. So the sub was a North Korean sub that he that the Tommy Lee Jones character as a CIA operations guy was supposed to have blown up because it was a North Korean sub. Right. They they mentioned this during the, the uh, war room sequence. Sure. And what they're actually using doing is using the sub to try to offload the nuclear weapons from the battleship so they can bring it to North Korea for a pretty penny um right yeah so like it's, it's like die, it's like the diehard kind of thing where it's like okay you got to stop the terrorists but actually they're really like it's really a convoluted thief plot sure, sure. like they're under the guise of terrorists but yeah uh which is like like diehard that's that's diehard yeah. that's every diehard movie I feel like Die Hard was a lot less focused on that, though. I feel like there's a lot of scenes in this of them explaining Tommy Lee Jones's motivations, and I still don't fully understand his motivations. So I don't think that works yeah. very well. Well, I mean, because they just the, what the setup for Tommy Lee Jones character is that he's a crazy CIA black operative who recruits other crazy black operatives to do the crazy things the government wants to be able to deny. But, but then there was like they tried to purge the program. Yeah, they were going to kill him or something, right? And it was like, and that's no. that's part of his heel turn. <laughs> his heel turn is becoming a blues musician. And then, yeah. like, why didn't they check any of these guys for weapons? Is my was my big question. Like, they all have weapons. Nobody was like, hmm. Yeah, and the Navy helicopter still just fine buzzing them aboard. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 weird. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. I don't think the whole. I don't think that any of it holds up to any actual kind of like logical scrutiny. But what the hell? We got Gary Busey in a dress. Let's yeah, let's roll with it. He's good. He's crazy. He's wild in this movie. He's fun to watch. I don't know. I guess I forgot he was in this actually. Yeah. yeah. Like when I sat down to watch this, it's like holy shit. That's right. Gary Busey's in this movie. And then he's in a dress with a cigar, and he's like, "Do I look insane to you?" And it's like, ha 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 ha. His uh, his character doesn't really have a diehard equivalent, right? Like he's kind of this this little extra spice in there, sort of ish ish. But then like the closest thing I could think of is the uh, the guy who's like Hans Bubby, I'm your white knight. I suppose, yeah, that's fair. That's like the closest thing I could think of, but no, it's not. It's not a one to one because Gary Busey's out there doing bad guy things. Right, he's like part of the team. At yeah. a certain point, like what are we to believe that Gary Busey was working towards this over time? Is that the idea? Like he was a like a plant, basically, or something? Uh, ish. 
my impression was that he was like a disgruntled officer. He was like was a little out there and was <laughs> yeah. about to be called for it. So yes, there was uh so he was like rather than go through that, he was going to try to hit it big, and get revenge <laughs> on all these 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 Navy pricks soldiers. aboard this battleship who don't like me. Uh, it's so crazy. It's such a weird masculine early nineties. Like I don't know. Like yeah. I just I don't think you would see a, a person shooting a bunch of Navy soldiers today due to not being liked by his soldiers very much. These yeah. days, that would be a weird motivation in a movie, I think. It, and it was a weird motivation in a movie in the 90s, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, what do you think of the uh, the I forget what her name is, the the Miss July or yes. whatever. Oh god, yeah, she I don't know. There's like no actual character development. For anybody, like she's, really. Yeah. No, not for anybody at all, but especially for her. Yeah. Cause like this entire movie, like it doesn't make sense. She's like, I don't like guns, I don't like violence, but also don't leave me alone. I want to come with you. Yeah. And then out of the blue, sometimes she ends up becoming like commando lady. <laughs> yeah. Which is and fun. There's no real like lead into that. There's no like it doesn't make sense when it happens. She's just suddenly like, like the number two action hero right. here, right? The competent sidekick to the Superman, Steven Seagal. Yeah, <clears throat> I prefer that a lot to either having her be dead weight or a romantic uh, option. Well, she was a romantic option. They make out at the end. Do they? I don't remember do. that. That's they do, doesn't it? She makes out with the guy that produced the movie. Is what you're telling yeah. me? <laughs> yes. Very cool, Michael. Very cool. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's her character. <laughs> There's nothing much to say about her. Uh, or anybody in this movie, really. It is really just kind of a blank space where a movie would go under yeah. siege. Uh Again, I think Tommy Lee Jones deserves a little bit of credit here for being actually fun and showing up to try to make a movie. Are we going to give props to drunk Tommy Lee Jones, Michael? Is that where we're at? Are we that starved? Want, yeah, for this movie, yeah. Okay. Because okay. at least he's showing up and is like running off stupid jokes about Woody the Woodpecker or no, Roadrunner, Roadrunner. Right. And and has like right. this crazy blues musician like idealized boomer dad thing going on yeah aviators all the time the leather mm. jacket yeah he's like thrown out references to looney tunes and oh yeah i love that little soliloquy about saturday morning cartoons that was pretty good yeah made absolutely so, no sense no it doesn't and and <laughs> but like at least he's here and he's fun to watch on camera he has more character than Basically, the whole cast, I think maybe an argument could be made for Gary Busey in a way. But outside of that, it's like. At least he's here, he's doing his thing and he's fun to watch. He's earning his paycheck. Dang it. Uh, I really like when he has Steven in the control room and he's doing like the walk around him with the gun and he keeps having to do like the pull the gun and then point it back because he's like walking around a pole or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> how about how do you like their stupid knife fight? 
Uh, <laughs> or they're like Dragon Ball Zing, and like all you yeah. hear is like clinging, but you don't see them hitting each other. And yeah, but then it's like close up of tie dye shirt getting cut, and then he's like, oh yeah, oh. And then Steven Seagal, spoiler alert, throws Tommy Lee Jones' face into the computer. Sure does, and um, uh, he deserved it, I think. Yeah, probably. Very abrupt I, ending on all of that. It's just like yeah. Bah! I mean, he did want a nuke Hawaii, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's about it. (laughs) I I honestly, it's not really like a a movie worth dissecting too much outside of, yeah, it's a corny early 90s action movie. Basically, it's Die Hard on a boat. Yeah. Steven Seagal's not a very good actor, nor is he fun to watch on TV, but at least Tommy Lee Jones is there to sing as a blues yarn and tell us about his favorite Saturday morning cartoons before getting his head thrown into a a computer screen hell yeah come on private just radio up to him you'll be fine let me out of the freezer come on private like that scene like four thousand times did you like that michael did you like oh that? yeah they kept showing it and he's like oh yeah they're playing you just radio the captain <laughs> that's kind of guy just radio the captain we're relieving you click it's kind of dark he gets killed doesn't he yeah, he sure does. That sucks. That poor guy. Doesn't it? If he was willing to do topless nudity, maybe he would have made it through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, the contractually obligated boob shot. And it's so crazy not to just like start nitpicking this movie, but like she takes pills and falls asleep in the cake. So she misses half the movie and then she pops out when it starts. What? My goal. Yeah. That's not screenwriting, Michael. No, it's just convenient plot device. You can never jump out of a cake while Steven Seagal's on the loose. That's a fever dream of a movie. And it was great. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, this has kind of tempered my love for early 90s action films, I think. But I'm sure there are better ones out there. Die Hard I think so. 2? Die Hard 2 is fine. Okay. I I enjoy Die Hard 2 more than I enjoyed this movie, and I will leave it at that if you want. I think most people would say that. Go see Die Hard 2. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'd hope. Yeah. I mean, because Bruce Willis is at least fun to watch a movie with. That's not always the case, but sure. Okay, yeah, it's fair. But the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Under Siege 2, Michael? <laughs> no, I didn't know there was an Under Siege 2 until I looked this one up yeah. again. And uh, I it's what on a plane or something. I forget. Or like a satellite. It's something stupid. Under Siege in space. Above Siege. Outer Siege. Hit me with some notes, Michael. There's not a whole lot left to add than what uh i guess we've already said um uh the that i i keep coming back to it but that that gary Busey bit where he's in a dress and talking about a psychological evaluation hits a lot differently in 2020 than i think it did in the early 90s and has aged very badly (laughs) just in relation to him or in a general sense or both in a general sense like i saw that and it's like that's not cool Neither is certain words they say in this movie that they also say in other late 80s, early 90s movies that kind of ruin those movies for me, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, there's like this like 
throughout a lot of this movie, there's this like light early '90s percussion going on, <laughs> and I kind of like it, like this ambient percussion. Like, hit me, tell me what you're talking about, Michael. Do it. It's like, Stuart Copeland is. Yeah. The rhythmatist. But I like it. I don't know. It was. It was like. I wouldn't listen to it as a full soundtrack, but I like it as like a tone to use, like a sound. Um, yeah. Is there, I'm trying to think. Uh, I got one. I got one. I got a note, Uncle Michael. Uh, one sec. And... Oh! Steven Seagal ripped out a man's throat in this movie. Oh, yeah. Which I always thought was like a MacGruber joke. But no, Steven Seagal's it's here real. and actually rips a man's throat. Hell yeah. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do, Michael. Gotta get your hands dirty. Out here on the seas, the open seas. But uh, I'm I'm tapped out on notes then. I think after a certain point, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to let this wash over me. Sure. Yeah, sure. So the last Bathe thing I wrote it. was the throat rip. Throat so. rip. My note, Michael. There's this very interesting and unexpected tone regarding military in this movie. Where it's very reverent for the Navy and the military. While also having this kind of like screw. Sometimes you have to make your own decisions, you know, like be an individual Mm -hmm. type of thing. It seems to go against that reverence in a way. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point because at the end of the day what i got out of this was still sort of that that america yeah like that that light i guess not light i mean the whole thing was literally on a battleship um that kind of that same feeling you get at the end of like a marvel movie like captain marvel or iron man where it's like totally. like yeah. okay there's military money here that is probably funding this uh <laughs> they're they're like you're, I think you're supposed to come away feeling good about the Navy, yeah. About the at least the little guys in the Navy, and then yeah. even the higher ups, because I think they there's an there's an admiral character in this who I don't think is presented in a way that makes him look incompetent or anything like that. Right. It's really the like the intelligence guy there who drops the ball. Right. Totally. Um. But yeah, also there's that like that friction of like the west, like the cowboy character who makes his own rules. And, yeah. Yeah. Settles the law his own way. And he even kind of like literally says like, sometimes you got to make your own decisions, man. Like there's a little speech in there. I was just yeah. like, what? Yeah. I guess so, Steven Seagal. We can't all be you, Steven Seagal. We all can't take on an entire military force, but. Yeah, uh, the, who are all supposed to be elite soldiers and everything too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Well, all the Navy soldiers. I keep saying Navy soldiers. Is that a term? All the Navy Men, they're sailors. They're like sailors. Maybe soldiers are stuck in the brig, drowning to death, and Stephen Seagal is saving the day. Yeah, but he brings them home. He most of them. <laughs> most of them. I love evil Tommy Lee Jones being like, "We'll shoot you and the guy next to you." I think that's yeah. awesome. That's an evil thing to do. Yeah, but I mean, at least it's like a. You get the. It's like it, I think it sells that he's like evil. He's crazy. Yeah. Hans Gruber had more respect for his uh, hostages. 
Well, yeah, Hans Gruber was the gentleman's terrorist. <laughs> he sure was. God bless him. Mm. Um, sh- should I go through the list here? Yeah, let's go through the list. I think we're ready to drink. Unless there's anything you think that we really need to circle back to. <sighs> I don't hate the movie. Um, it's it's just kind of generic, I guess. Like it's a, It is what you expect it to be. Like, I couldn't call it a good movie. No, I, yeah, but there's movies on this list I like that I wouldn't call good movies necessarily. And I think there's worse movies on this list too. Totally. Yeah. I have such a hard time not comparing this to Hard Target within this uh, list we've created. That is, yeah, I guess the question for me, is it above or below Hard Target? And the rest just kind of falls into place after that. (laughs) Well, Michael, let me start at the bottom and I'll work my way up. Trolls. We sure watch Trolls. The Pacifier, The Incredible Hulk, The Polar Express, <laughs> Iron Man 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dreams, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Hard Target, Atomic Blonde, Valley Girl, The Secret of Nim, Iron Man, Noah, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Redline, Almost Famous, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, Raw, All the President's Men, and Mad Max. Fury Road, and we'll be putting Under Siege right above Mad Max, Fury Road. It's Under Siege, but above all else. That's, ooh, tears to my eyes, Michael. I like Hard Target more than this movie. Same. It's weirder in a way that I really like Hard Target. Yeah, and it's not Die Hard with Steven Seagal. (laughs) Sure isn't. It's its own thing. Which makes it is is a plus in my mind yeah and uh i mean uh, john claude van damme has about the same level of like non-charisma but at least there's <laughs> there's other things going on in, in hard target that make it a little more entertaining and yeah interesting and it's like, like i don't like i don't see a movie like like i don't see under siege throwing out the kind of you know like gunfight in the mardi gras yeah uh warehouse kind of thing no it's so anonymous this movie yeah. it doesn't hard target has that that style to it it's very much like owning its setting in a way that i don't think yeah even navy heavy under siege really does no because under- you can make under siege anywhere and i don't yeah, think you totally. can make hard target anywhere it could be in a gas station or something it doesn't benefit much from being in a ship it's not like uh claustrophobic or anything it's him walking around and shooting people yeah pretty much and sometimes they drown i would say uh i would like below hard target but probably not anywhere below like nightmare on elm three for me i guess yeah so i love the idea that we're ranking this above iron man two because i was thinking to myself today how much i how much iron Sam man 2 makes me uncomfortable so yeah um Honestly, I think like the low end of that, that range for me. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I, I would say, I would even say I'd like Sonic the Hedgehog more than I like this movie. Yeah. I, I would say the same, I think. So I guess my, my ideal place right now is, is above nightmare, but below Sonic. That's what I'm saying, bro. Word. Let's do it. Want to lock it in? Yes. All right. <laughs>